0: Love Life Church podcast, and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. We're going to jump right in, okay? So we're on a series called Relevant Real Talk. Relevant Real Talk with God, Relevant Real Talk with Self, which I'm excited to talk about tonight, Self self-talk, and relevant real talk with others, which is going to be so bummed, too, because I cannot wait to talk about associates, assignments, advisors, just talking about healthy relationships, healthy boundaries, but that's for next week. Stop. Stop it, y'all. Stop. All right? So let's jump right in. Relevant real talk. So we're going to finish up. We had five keys, okay? So this is part two of last week, and then we're going to jump right into this week's. So 1 Thessalonians 5.16. It was the five keys to developing better communication with God and having effective prayer life in your real everyday life. All right, so First Thessalonians five sixteen. When. Always be joyful, never stop praying, never stop talking to God. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. We belong to Christ Jesus, we are in Christ Jesus, we are the body of Christ, right? So the five keys was number one, talk to God all the time. All the time. Never stop. Number two, we're going to run to grace, right? Just like a child runs to their dad. We're going to run to grace. We're going to run to grace. We're going to be sincere of heart. When we're praying, we're going to be sincere, right? Because, baby, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. We all know when you're not sorry, okay? But we're going to be sincere. But if you want to replay, you need to check last week's, all right? Number four is you got to let it go. We're no longer gonna hold bitterness. We're no longer gonna hold resentment. We're no longer gonna hold the past against others. We're gonna let it go. And y'all ready for number five? So this is, let's jump in. Number five is ask God. We need to ask God. It's crazy because sometimes we think that if God wanted to help us, he would. You know, if God wanted to help me with this situation, he would help me. But you know what? Jesus says that we need to ask, and we need to ask. We need to ask in the name of Jesus. We need to ask Jesus. It's so simple. You have not. Y'all know the rest of this because you ask not. And it's crazy because I'll I'll ask for stuff. And growing up, I didn't ask my parents for much, but... Because I would get a big fat, no, but I'd probably, I would ask my grandpa for anything, like, you know, but you could see the kids that ask and receive, and you can see the kids who have the same parents who love them, but for some reason they don't ask, and they don't get, <laughs> it's like, mom, I need this, and then there's the mom going to the store, buying this, and the other kids over there stressing by themselves in the room, like, how am I going to get this, how am I going to get this? We can be that kid sometimes, right? We need to ask God or we're over here like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? How am I going to recover? How am I going to do this? Ask God. Ask God. Jesus said, ask God. The word ask means to say something in order to attain an answer or information, to inquire, seek, or question, to request someone to do or give something, to demand, petition, or call on. Guys, this is me all day, every day asking God. It is so simple. So you're going throughout your day at work. This happens to me all the time, especially because first of all, you know what? I got to get this message all week and I got to get whooped by the message all week because, you know, I got to get it together. I got to get it together. So I got to ask God, was that for me? Was that for others? Is that for me to teach? Is that for me to share? So I'm continually asking God, and it's so simple. I'm just like, God, is that for me? Is that for others? When I have a problem at work or something's going on, I simply just walk away. I walk away. I mean, people who are here on staff, they'll tell you I walk away. I'm like, just walk away. For some reason, if you walk away, this is my go-to. I walk away from the situation. I pray in the spirit. I get a drink of water. I do something and I just ask God to help me because if I continue at the computer, if I continue to try to work it out myself, I get stuck. Does Does that happen to anybody else? So we need to ask God. We need to ask God. I love how it said demand. This is me all day, every day. Jesus said, greater works will you do. Because he went to be with the Father, but he didn't leave us alone. Who is ready to do greater works? You know what Jesus came, he came to preach, teach, heal. He came to save the world, set the captives free. He was raising the dead. Y'all ready to do greater works? Come on, greater works. It's time. When are we going to do greater works? When we ask. When we ask, we need to ask, we need to ask. John 14, 12, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works that I have done. This is Jesus, and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. You ask, you can ask anything. Look at your neighbor, say anything. Look at your selfie cam, say anything. Anything in my name, and I will do it for you so that the son can bring glory to the father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it for you. And all of you guys who are like, Woo-hoo! it's my free card to ask anything. Yeah, God, I want a man. I want that one. No, that's not how it works. You have to ask God, and you know what? How many of you guys have kids, or there's kid? You know kids, and what do they do? Mom, can I? Can I? Can I? Can I? Mom, Dad, can I go? Can I go? Can I go? Dad. So there's this this um, gathering with some young people. You try to Christianize it. You try to throw like it's a Bible study. And Dad, I was wondering if we could go seek the Lord. You know, you want to go to a party, and you over, and your dad's like, no right? How many dads said no, Mom said no, some of y'all need some no's, but anyways, call me, I'll give you a no. But you ask, kids ask for things all the times, and the parents don't give them everything they ask for. Why? Because the parents love them. So if God's not giving you something you're asking for, then maybe God knows something you don't know yet. Can you trust him? Can you trust God? Can you trust him that he loves you? that he cares about you, that he's not withholding anything good from you, just stay close to him. Stay close to his word. Keep the messages on repeat, on YouTube, on the podcast. Stay close to him. Imagine if all the things that your parents told you no to if you actually didn't do them. Oh my gosh, we'd be in so much less trouble, right? If we didn't go to that party, if we didn't date that boy, if we didn't... Oh, wait, hold on. Don't worry about asking something that's not God's will. God is greater, okay? You could be asking, 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 so don't worry. God knows something that you don't know. Just stay close to him. John 15, 7 says, If you abide in me and my word abides in you, You will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. What do we need to do? We need to real talk with God. We don't need to just Sunday talk with God. We don't need to just, uh, you know, religiously talk to God. Like, whoo, I got my prayer in. I got my five minutes. Hey, God, what's up? I'm here checking in. We need to invite God into our circumstances, invite God into our situation, and real talk with him. God, this is what I'm really dealing with. God, this is what's really going on. You don't got to put your Sunday best on for God. He knows you in your, you know, anyways. We need to real talk with God all the time. Spend time with his word. Have those services on repeat. I like I say all the time, when I was first starting, there wasn't YouTube, okay? When I was not when I first started coming to this church, all we had was these things called cassettes. And I like would play cassettes so much until they broke. Like I I would I would memorize the cassettes. I could preach Pastor Dan's message to myself. Like it was just like memorizing them because It was just feeling myself up with the word. So talk to God about issues in your life. Let him involve, get him. And you know what? He'll direct your steps. He will direct your steps. Is this the direction I'm supposed to be going? Is this the career I'm supposed to take? What's my next step in this relationship? What's my next step with my finances? What's my next step with guiding and leading my teenage kids? What's my next step? What's my next step? Ask God, ask God. Don't be afraid to ask God. Don't be afraid to ask God anything he loves you he loves you so much and he wants to help you and you know what he is the only one that is able he's the only one that is able to help you right in ephesians three twenty. now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we what what all that we ask all that we ask, we need to ask or think according to the power that works in us. God has already provided everything that we will ever need. You know what? We just need to go to the Word like we go to an ATM machine. So God gave me this picture. I just thought this was so cool. We need to go to the Word. We need to go to the Bible. We need to come to church. We need to enter God's presence like we go to what an ATM machine. When I go to the ATM machine, now it sounds nasty and dirty, but anyways, before COVID, when I go to the ATM machine, I stick my card in, I put my special PIN number, I don't beg, I don't pray, I don't wish that money will come out. I put my code in, I put my special pin in, and I take out what is already mine. I take out what already belongs to me. I don't have to wonder. I don't have to wish. We need to start going to God's word like we go to the ATM machine and know that God's word has healing. God's word has wisdom. God's word has favor. We just need the special pin number. You want to know what the pin number is? In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. That's the special PIN number. In Jesus' name, I receive help in Jesus' name. I receive healing in Jesus' name. I receive favor in Jesus' name. I receive wisdom in Jesus' name. I receive salvation in Jesus' name. That's your PIN number. You know, you don't have to hide it. What's your PIN number? I ain't gonna tell you my PIN number. But my special pin number, we need to go to the Word like we go to the ATM. Some of y'all be crazy and and like getting them overdraft fees and you be checking out money you ain't got. (laughs) You be checking out stuff. We need to go to the Word. We need to check out what we got stored up in us, right? Where our cup gets bumped, what's coming out? If we don't like what's coming out, we need to put new in, right? So we get help when we ask for it. James 1.5, if you need wisdom, I need wisdom every single day. Anybody else out there? Wisdom for your kids, wisdom for your career, wisdom for your job, wisdom for your relationship, you know, wisdom how not to kill each other. Here we go. I need wisdom. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. I love that. You don't have to be afraid to ask God. He's generous. Have you ever been afraid to like ask your dad or something like that? You don't have to be afraid to ask God. You don't. He says, "Don't be." Afraid. He will not rebuke you for asking. But y'all ready for the but? But when you ask Him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver. For a person who has with divided loyalty is unsettled as is as unsettled. Is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and what? And the world. And they are unstable in everything that we do. We have to ask for anything that we ask in Jesus' name. And we have to remember, are we trusting in God? You know, like, you know, like you ask God, you're like, hey, God, what am I supposed to do about this situation? And then five minutes later, you're trying to figure out how you're going to do it. You know, you're asking God, how am I gonna work this out with my husband, with my spouse, with my whoever? And then five minutes later, you already got a plan, how you're gonna get him back, how you're gonna, you know, you're trying to ask God, how am I gonna work this out with my finances? How am I gonna work this out? And you're asking God, you know, and God's word saying, Give, and it'll be given unto you. And you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I get a second job and maybe a third job, and maybe a fourth job, and maybe a fifth job, is like what? I thought you just ask God. You're like, what give? How am I supposed to save if I'm supposed to... Oh, you know, we, ask, we need to just ask God and trust him. We walk away making up our own plans, right? This is crazy, too. I've done this in my health. I'm like, God, I ask you to heal me. And then five minutes later, I'm like Googling what vitamin I can take, you know, what vitamin B shot I can get. And it's like, Sash, do you believe me? I'm like, yes, Lord. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Rewind. I'm back at it, Lord. So, uh, you know, I, I repent. I change directions from being wavy, tossed with a little wave, you know. I'm back, God. So ask, don't doubt, and don't be double-minded. Like I said, like you're half in, you're half out. Trust God. Trust his plan. Pray about it. Trust God. Then receive it. Then receive it. Grace makes it. Faith takes it. It's time to take what's yours. It's time to take hold, possess, and receive your healing. It's time to take hold, possess, and receive your financial freedom. It's time to take hold and possess peace. Why? Because grace makes it. Grace already made a way. And in that, the way is Jesus, right? He is the way. I have to understand that it's not about me deserving it, it's about grace. Sometimes I'm like, I know God will, but I'm not sure. I know God can, but I'm not sure He will. But that's when you're trying to say if you deserve it, if you've done enough. No, it's about God's grace. Trust him. Trust his grace. It's all about God's grace. So it's about me being in Christ Jesus. It's about you being in Christ Jesus. With, With Christ, we can do all things. But without him, we're nothing. Okay? So that was five ask, ask, ask. All right? All right, so here we go. Woo! I'm so excited! Real talk with self. Y'all ready? I don't think you guys are ready for this. No, I don't think you're ready. Look at your neighbor like, are you ready? Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. You better get ready, (laughs) right? This is so good. You know why this is so good? Because I've been through the ringer all week (laughs) talking to my real talk with self with this self, all right? So let's talk about four keys to becoming more self-aware and less Selfish. We are living in a selfish era with a selfish crisis, with selfish times. We got to make sure we got enough toilet paper, we got enough pasta, we got enough. And all of a sudden, before you know, we're trying to get everything. People got houses full of toilet paper, houses full of pasta. Like, I just wanted some mac and cheese, okay? They're gone. Okay, now it's coming back to normal. But we're going to talk today about being self-aware, right? We all love self-aware people. Why? Because they're confident. They're confident in their strengths, but they're also confident in their weaknesses. They're also confident in their areas that they need to grow. Why? Because they're self-aware. They're self-aware. So here we go, we're gonna jump right in. Okay, oh, and I love that self-aware people make you feel comfortable. When you're with somebody who's self-aware, you want to know why they make you feel comfortable? Because they're comfortable with themselves. So when you're with them, it's comfortable. You're comfortable, they're comfortable, okay? Self-awareness is the ability to focus on yourself and how your actions, thoughts, or emotions do or do not align with your inter- internal standards, with your core values, okay? So. If you're highly self-aware, you can objectively evaluate yourself. We're not over here trying to judge everybody, okay? Put the, put the judge thingy down, hammer, put it down, and we're gonna look at ourselves. okay? You can objectively evaluate yourself, manage your emotions, align your behavior with what? With your values and understand correctly how others perceive you. Our value is in Jesus, okay? But our values need to line up with his word. Our value is in Jesus, in the blood of Jesus, but our values on life, our values on how we see things, how we see ourselves, how we see others, how we treat others, needs to line up with his word, all right? So we love God, we love people, and we love life. And love life, we had this a few weeks ago, we have a core values, our love life values. So... It's love, outreach, value, enthusiasm, integrity, fellowship, excellent. So because you, you're like, how, how am I supposed to like really put this in real life? How am I going to have values or a standard where I can be self-aware? Ta-da! We have them for you. Love. This is how we can like, this is what we're going to gauge ourself against, right? Love. We love God, we love people, and we love life. So, when we're thinking about our behavior, our thinking, our emotions, does this action line up with loving God, loving people, and loving life? All right? outreach. We look for opportunities to connect people with God, not a building. We are the church. Does this behavior, does this thought, does this way of thinking line up with me outreaching, connecting people, connecting others with God? Value. We value people and treat them with respect and honor. Does this thought, does this behavior line up with valuing people? So this is awesome, right? Enthusiasm, we keep a good attitude, living for God, serving God with great joy. We don't do it because we have to. We do it because we get to, right? Enthusiasm, we keep a good attitude, living for and serving God with great joy. Did I just say that? Leadership, we lead, influence, and inspire others through our example. I love that. It's through our example. It's through our everyday life that we serve others and we lead others. Integrity, we align our thinking, heart, and action according to biblical standards. Fellowship, we do church as a united family, guys. We're better together. Yes, we're in this together. We're stronger together. We're love life church. We do Do this together. All right, excellent. We always give our best because God gave his best. Okay, so there's our values that we're gonna be self-aware, right? Aligning our thinking, our behavior, our actions. Here's the definition of selfish. We all know what selfish is. Like, so just so you know, as I'm teaching this, like I said, I've been through the ringer this week. So I'm, I'm just as myself receiving the word, just like you, okay? This girl ain't got it all together. This girl may be on fire, but she ain't got it all together. She is a work in progress, okay? The definition of selfish is concerned excessively or exclusively with oneself. Seeking or concentrating on one's own advantage. Pleasuring and well-being without regard of others. This is crazy. We are living in a selfish like generation and we can't lead our generation if we're following our generation. How am I gonna get mine? How am I gonna get some of that money? How am I gonna get some of that? How am I gonna do that? How's that gonna please me? How's that gonna work out for me? How's that gonna advantage me? How's how's that, how's that, how's that gonna be better for me? Can you guys see that? We can see ourselves, right? So we wanna be self-aware. We wanna be more self-aware and less selfish. So here we go. Four keys. Y'all ready? I don't think you're ready. Look at your neighbor and say, it's going to be all right. We're going to make it through this service. And we're going to come out better for it. You guys agree? Yes. All right, number one, self-aware people take responsibility. And selfish people blame others. Oh, yes. You know, when you see toddlers, when you see young, like, having, I mean, you walk in and they're like, You know, you're like you're the mom. You walk in the situation. Brother, maybe do it. She did it. You know, it, it's like we're so quick to blame, but it's just proof that we're immature, and not we're not immature in all areas, but we're immature in that area. Okay. So self-aware people take responsibility, and some of us may be taking responsibility in some areas, but we may be blaming others in some areas. So we want to work on self. Okay. We hold the possibility and responsibility of filling our minds with right things, with right things. We have to take responsibility to fill our mind with good things. What are we listening to? What are we watching? What are we reading? Philippians 4.8, summing it all up, friends, I'd say you'll do best by filling your mind and meditating on things that are true that are noble. We need to meditate on what is true. Sometimes we get so caught up in social media, we're thinking that's true. Sometimes we're getting so caught up on Netflix, we're thinking that's true. We're so caught up in a series, we're believing it to be true. It's not true. We need to focus and meditate on what's true, what's noble, what's reputable, what's authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. Meditate on good things, practice good things. You guys, we all need to work on this, to believe the best. Somebody walks by, they give you the stink eye, they could have had a twitch. It could have been a gannat, you know, just got in their eye. And you're over here like, they're so rude. They're so mean. Why? Because we're believing the worst instead of believing the best. We need to believe the best. Believe the best of others. It was just a gnat. It's all good. If you change the way you think, you'll change the way you live, all right? Number two, self-aware people remain teachable. Selfish people know it all. Man, I have gone through this so many times. You think you know something, and then somebody brings you a higher level of understanding, and you're like, like, But we need to know that we have to remain teachable the rest of our life. There's always going to be new information to learn. There's always going to be areas to grow. But when we remain teachable, we don't have to take it personal. We don't have to take it personal like we're an idiot. We just have to be teachable like, hey, I want to grow. I want to mature. I want to grow. So Philippians 4.9. Put into practice what you have learned from me, what you have heard and saw and realized. Do that and God who makes everything work together will work you into his most excellent harmonies. Teachability requires self checks all the time. You wanna be in harmony? I always wanna be in harmony, but I'm always off key. (laughs) Let's get real. But I want my life to be in harmony. I want my relationships to be in harmony. I want my health to be in harmony. I want my job to be in harmony, right? I want to work in harmony. So I need to look to God's Word. I need to look to mentors, right? I need to remain teachable. I need to ask myself, I may need to grow in this area. I'm not going to blame when somebody brings something to my attention. Like my sisters bring things to my attention all the time. Well, not all the time. Sometimes, all the time. Yeah, I guess. But... When they bring something to my attention, I need to, instead of being like, no, that's her problem. That's her problem, she ain't got thick skin. That's her problem, she can't take it. No, I need to understand, you know what, maybe I need to grow in this situation. Maybe I need to grow in my tone, the way I react, the way I respond, right? Or I might be the problem in this situation. If you getting fired, you get to the next job. You getting fired, you get to the next job. You getting fired, you get to the next job. You go to a church. You don't like that church. You don't like this church. You don't like that church. You you don't like your kids. You don't like. Maybe there's a problem. And if the problem is following you, maybe it's you. So let's grow, let's mature, right? And it doesn't mean that you're immature in all areas. It means in this area, you need to work on. You need to be self-aware. Where am I in this situation? What's the temperature of my relationship? What's the temperature of my attitude, right? So, and allow mentors to speak into your life. Mentors means somebody who has greater information, greater knowledge, godly people that you want to seek information from. If you're having marriage issues, ask somebody with a godly, healthy, lovable marriage. If you're having financial issues, ask somebody who has success, you know, not lost their fifth house. And you're like, how'd you do that? No! <laughs> I don't want to know. I want to know so that I don't do that, right? So we need to... We need to repent. What does repent mean? Just change directions. We need to change directions and practice a humble attitude. That means a teachable spirit. All right, number three. Y'all ready? You guys, are you guys waking up to being self-aware? All right, self-aware. Number three, self-aware people practice a positive attitude. And selfish people are negative and weak. What? When I said that to Shaday, she's like, why you got to add weak? (laughs) I'm like, let's look to the word. (laughs) Proverbs 18, 14. This, This scripture changed my life as a young person. Like I've dealt with health issues. I've dealt with a lot of things. And this scripture was game changer for me. This scripture came alive to me. Proverbs 18, 14, the Amplified. The strong spirit, the strong attitude of a man and a woman sustains him in bodily pain or trouble, but a weak and broken spirit, a weak and broken attitude, who can raise up or who can bear? You know that somebody can be going through pain. Somebody can be going through a hard time. Somebody can get a positive on their coronavirus test, and they can still choose a positive attitude. The strong spirit of a man will sustain him in all bodily harm, in pain, in the time of trouble, but a weak and broken attitude. Who can bear up? Who can bear up? Your strong attitude, your attitude towards life, your attitude towards things, the strong spirit of a man. Your attitude is everything. A positive attitude is everything. I love that scripture. I remember saying that scripture like every day, all the time. It helped me so much. Numbers 14, 24. Remember a few weeks ago, we talked about Joshua and Caleb. Like, yeah, we're going to be the Joshua and Caleb of our generation. Let's see what kind of attitude Caleb had. Numbers 14, 24. But my servant Caleb had a different attitude than the others have. Are you having a different attitude than your generation? Do you look different than the world? Are you looking different, acting different, talking different, walking different? You have a different attitude about you? But my servant Caleb has a different attitude than the others have. He has remained loyal to me. So I will bring him up into the land he explored. His descendants will possess their full share of that land. We have to practice a positive attitude. It doesn't matter what's going on. It doesn't matter the situation. We have to practice a positive attitude, teachable attitude, strong attitude, a loyal attitude. The attitude I have is the attitude I choose. Look at your neighbor and say, the attitude you have, that funky thing you got going on is the attitude you choose. Yeah, y'all got excited for the funky thing. Shake it off. Just shake it off. It only takes a moment to change my attitude. Just like that, I can change my attitude. The attitude I have is the attitude I choose. My attitude is not caused by my circumstance. My attitude is caused by my choice. And if you were not here on Sunday, you need to check the YouTube because that service was a bomb. Pastor Dan was on fire. He was talking about circumstance. No, crisis. Whoa. I don't know. Circumcision. I was like, it's like, all kind of (laughs) wrong. Crisis revelation. Y'all recovered? Everybody okay? I just said that. Sorry about that. That's not what Pastor Dan was talking about on Sunday. (laughs) Not at all. It was a great message. Just rewind, pretend like I didn't say that, okay? He was talking about crisis revelation. And that crisis means that a decision or a choice has to be made. And revelation is revealing that choice you made, right? So your attitude is not because of your circumstance. Your attitude is a result of your choice, of your choice. People meet my attitude before they meet me. Whoa, let's just just leave that there for a minute. People meet your attitude before they meet you. My attitude is contagious. Is it positive or is it negative? What are you throwing out there, right? When I choose a positive attitude, I'm a positive person. Just like that, okay? I cannot always determine what happens to me Right, but I can determine my attitude about it. I cannot always determine my circumstance in life. I, don't, I can't always control what happens to me, but I can control my response to it. You can control your response to it when you can control your attitude. Outlook is everything. Ask a surgeon. Outlook is everything. A lot of what that patient recovery has to do with, their attitude. You ask a coach. Ask a coach, a lot of that athlete's attitude has everything to do with if they're gonna win or if they're gonna lose. You ask a teacher, ask a teacher, the attitude of that student has a lot to do with their grades. Are they gonna pass the test? Are they gonna ace the test? Their attitude has everything, your attitude has everything to do with your situation. And what we appreciate, appreciates. Like, it adds value. It increases in value. If we're appreciating our relationships, we're adding value to others. When we're appreciating our life, we're adding value to our life. When we're appreciating, right, what, what we appreciate, appreciates. I think I'm saying that right. Our attitude of gratitude will add value to others. We need to add value to others. This world right now is hungry. This world right now in crisis, they're making bad decisions. And we need to help them. They're like, woo, my cup's bumped. What came out? You know, it's revealing. But we need to have an attitude of gratitude. We need to be the light, right? And we also need to complain less. This is like, I told you it was a whooping service, okay? (laughs) Whoop, there it is. Whoop, there it is. Whoop, there it is. All right. Philippians 2.14, do everything, huh? What, Lord? Do everything without complaining and arguing. <laughs> if I only had this scripture growing up, oh my gosh. How many parents, you know, got kids that argue? Oh, none of us. No, we got we got angels in this house. Yeah, this is a love life. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Get it, Zane. All right. Do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. Let's stop complaining and start coaching. Let's stop complaining and start cheering others on. Let's stop complaining, start being the light of this world. Let's stop complaining. Let's check our attitude, right? You can cheerlead people through change, but you can't change people. Like you can coach people, you can cheerlead them, but you can't change them. You can coach yourself. You can cheer yourself into change and you can't change yourself, right? Let's become more self-aware when uh like why am I in this situation? Like check What's going on? What's going on? Check your attitude, check your words, check your thoughts. And maturity, like, we have to check our attitude about the situation. Like, why am I in this situation? And maturity doesn't always come with age. Sometimes age and wrinkles come alone. (laughs) And I don't want them to come alone. I want maturity to come with this wisdom, you know, that I, I, you know, touched up my roots this week, right? I want maturity, wisdom to come with those grays. I want maturity, wisdom, changing lives, impacting others to come with every wrinkle. I want maturity, wisdom, and impact on a generation, right? Not age alone. No, thank you. A lot of our future success is based on our choices today and our choices of what we're thinking about, what what we're meditating on, what we're watching, what we're listening to, right? Fill your mind with good things, meditate on good things, and practice good things. Y'all ready? Number four, self-aware people keep perspective. Selfish people obsessively overthink which is almost crazy to me because you think that they're being humble, like they're just thinking about themselves and what people think of them, but it's actually selfish. It's selfish to worry what everybody thinks about. It's selfish to be so consumed. If they think this or if they think that or what if I fail or what? Let it go, right? Self-aware people keep perspective. Stop overthinking how far you have to go and start thinking of how far you've come and start giving God thanks for how far you've come and start remembering how far you've come. If you focus on what's wrong with you, you keep doing wrong. But if you focus on the progress, you keep making progress, you keep going forward. It's crazy, like you think about, like I'm gonna get cheated on, I'm gonna get cheated on, I'm gonna get cheated on, and you get cheated on. I'm gonna fail this test, I'm gonna fail this test, I'm gonna fail this test, and you fail the test. If you think about, well, I mean, first of all, you need to get a godly man. Stop getting cheated on, right? Anyways, that's another message. That's next week. Oh, I can't wait to get into next week. But hold on, wait a minute. Don't go there because I ain't with it. What, what? We need to focus. <laughs> we need to focus on the progress. We need to focus on where, how far we've come. Like, you've come so far. Look at you now. Look at me now. Look at what you're accomplishing. Look at the things that God's brought you through. Look at all this stuff. Focus on how far you've come, and you'll keep making progress, right? Thank God for the progress. Trust that God loves you. You can't do it alone. We're all saved by grace, okay? Grace and faith, grace and faith. None of us can do it alone. Galatians 3, 2, and 3. Let me ask you a question. Y'all ready? Y'all ready for a question? Wanted to answer Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? Of course not. You received the Spirit because you believed the message you heard about Christ. How foolish can you be? (laughs) What up, fool? After starting your new life in the Spirit, why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human effort? I'm not talking about being self-aware through your own human effort. I'm talking about being a new creation in Christ Jesus, right? An awakening to that creation, new creation. We, can't, we cannot change alone. We can choose our attitude, right? But first we have to choose Jesus. First we've got to choose Jesus. Galatians 2.20. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Don't overthink change. Stop overthinking change, right? We don't have to work so hard. We don't have to try so hard. God's already done it. The more we think about it, the more we obsess over it, the, then we open the door for doubt. We open the door for frustration. We oh, we open the door to some we open the door to the enemy, right? We open the door to resentment, we open the door. We just need to trust God. Trust God. And you know what? Don't don't let people pressure you. Don't let people pressure you. People will put pressure on you all the time. Seriously, when you're come to a certain age, are you gonna get married yet? Are you gonna get married yet? How come you're not married yet? You're such a beautiful girl. How come you're not married? Why are you not married? And then you get married. Are you gonna have kids? Are you gonna have kids? When are you gonna have kids? Once you get pregnant, are you gonna have one? Are you gonna have two? Are you gonna have three? You gonna have twenty? You gonna have a million? And then if you if you just bought a house, you know it's like you got a house. Okay, when are you gonna get furniture? When are you gonna get a new house? And it's just like. Calm down. You graduate. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What career are you going to go? Are you going to go to school? And you're like, I haven't even got my diploma in the mail yet. (laughs) Like, people put pressure on you all the time. And you start saying yes to people you have no business saying yes to. You're opening mortgages. You ain't got no business opening. You're doing all these things. Why? Because you're not letting God direct your step. You're letting the pressure of people direct your steps. The pressure of people, what are you are supposed to do? Now i got to go to college, and now I'm supposed to be graduated, and now I'm supposed to do this. And, 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 and I'm just telling you, no matter how old you get, they're going to still be doing that to you. So don't let people pressure you. Let God direct your steps. Seek God. Trust God, right? Seek God. Trust him. Let God be God in your life and not others. Seek him. God, what is my next step? And I want to encourage you to enjoy the season you're in. And as, I mean, I'm not a mom, but I've mommed so many kids that I would love that they would just enjoy the season you're in. Okay, you're eight, you don't need to act 18. Seriously, you're five, you don't need to act 12. And sometimes we just need to realize where we are spiritually, or we need to realize where we are, like, I just graduated. Let me take a minute and see What's, God, what's my next step? What am I supposed to do? Because when you start looking at everybody else and, oh, they're getting in a relationship and they're getting married or they're doing this and they're doing that and they're doing that, you're just, you're just doing what everybody else is doing. And we're not going to impact others when we're so impacted by them. We need to be the change. We need to say, what does God have for me? What am I saving myself for? You know, if you don't have purpose, you're just going to come along with whatever comes. If they ask you like, sure, no, yes or no. And you're a no. So that's my story. But anyways, seek God, trust God, and don't let people pressure you. They're going to put pressure on you. doesn't matter how old you get. One, and then once you're 40, and then once you're 50, okay? And then what's your retirement? What are you doing? Or what are you going to get? Are you going to get a lake house? What are you going to do? And it's just like, calm down. And I, you know what's crazy? It's like when you buy a, a car and the, sale, the car salesman, they're like asking you a million questions. I like can't stand that. And I just start asking them, I'm like, what car do you drive? Yeah. What year is it? How much do you owe on it? Like, and they're like, what? I'm like, exactly. It don't, it's not fun. Like, back up, dude. <laughs> Like, let me speak to the next person. Like, we're just dealing numbers, so anyways. If you're a car salesman, we appreciate you. (laughs) Hook your girl up with a deal. (laughs) I'm looking for, just kidding. (laughs) Don't let people pressure you. They're trying to pressure you. They're trying to pressure you to a payment you can't afford, have a car you can't afford. You walk out and you're like, this isn't even the car I wanted. It's it's fully loaded. And your wife says, take that thing back (laughs) or your mom. (laughs) That was for free. Okay. So let God direct your steps, grow in grace and see favor flow in your life. Favor is never forced. So if you're forcing something, stop, reflect Ask God and see what is the next step. Because when doors start opening, when God's favor starts flowing, you don't need to force any door down. It will start happening. It will start working out together. God will make it. So calm down and trust God. Favor flows. It's never forced. Stop forcing it. Grace and peace happens in the waiting. Patience is waiting. Waiting for God's direction. And enjoy where you are while you're waiting, right? can Can you see that so clearly now when you look at kids and they're like trying to grow up so fast and you're like, just enjoy being five. And whatever stage you're in, enjoy that stage. Press forward, right? Push forward, keep growing, stay humble, stay teachable, but just enjoy it, right? Enjoy that stage. Stop, ask God, listen, stop reacting and start reflecting. But what are you reflecting on? God's word, his truth, his principles. So none of us can do it on our own, we all need Jesus. We all need Jesus for change. We all need Jesus. We all need this new life. We all need the spirit, right? It's not by the works. It's not by Moses's law, but it is by the spirit. It is by Jesus Christ in him, right? We've been crucified. We are in Christ Jesus. And tonight, if you would like to receive Christ Jesus, you're like, oh, I would love to be self-aware. I would love to do all that. All that is great. Yes, and you can do that in the natural, but we're not talking about the natural. We're talking about the supernatural. We're talking about becoming a new creation in Christ Jesus. God has a plan for every single one of us. We just got to trust him and we got to receive him. And it starts with calling on the name of Jesus. And if you'd like to call on the name of Jesus tonight, we would love to say a prayer with you. We would love to confess with you. We would love to welcome you in the family. Let's pray together. Repeat this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I call on your name right now. I believe you're the son of God. I believe that you came to the earth died on the cross for my sin and on the third day you rose again thank you for forgiving me setting me free i receive you jesus in my life today thank you for answering my prayer amen we receive that all in jesus name We receive everything that we were talking about today in the name of Jesus. And it all starts with calling on the name of Jesus. And if that was your first time calling on the name of Jesus, we would love to celebrate with you. You could just click that I receive Jesus button. You can also hit the connect button so we can connect with you. Pastor Dan wrote an amazing book for your next step, the next step of salvation. And we would love to get that resource to you.